Howdy again, everyone. You are tuned back into the How Do You Do review right here on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on Bell MTS Channel 713 here in Churchill and across Manitoba. And a big hello to our pals listening in St. John's, Newfoundland on CHMR 93.5 FM and in Windsor, Detroit on CJAM 99.1 FM. My name is Joe Stover. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are. We've got part two for you right here of our Brothers Landreth Live in Churchill special. And if you liked last week, we've got more of our conversation with Joey and Dave Landreth, along with more of the concert that they put on here in Churchill back in July. We've got so much more to go, in fact, that we will definitely be bringing you part three next week. For now, though, let's head back to the Churchill Curling Club and the Brothers Landreth from July 29th, 2023, here on the How Do You Do Review on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Forgot what we were doing there for a second. <laughs> Got to be you. 
got a hand in my pocket And she walks with a swing See my baby, she gives me that old school thing And when she kisses and hugs me Makes me wanna sing it does. She got a shiny kind of lover like a diamond ring Shiny kind of love like a diamond ring Tell me what Since you've both become parents, um, have you have you noticed any change in um, in your um, in your creative muses or in your in, in the way that you guys write songs and the way you even perform songs? Have you found that there's been any marked change? I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I uh, you know, as a as an artist, like I sort of predominantly identify self-identify as a guitar player and that's like a, a sort of like when I close my eyes and like there's nobody else around that's what I feel like and so as a guitar player there's always like this you know kind of pressure to always be practicing like a lot of my favorite guitar players are like I practice 12 hours a day and every day of the week and certainly since my daughter was born but also long before that I've never I haven't really uh connected with that sort of thing but since Joni was born I feel like I have less time to to work on my craft as a guitar player but I feel like as an artist I'm way more proficient even though my hands aren't as in as good a shape as they once were you know I'm not transcribing like as much music as I once was and so there's less new stuff happening um, in my hands but as an artist I feel like I'm playing better than I ever have and I think directly just watching how kids are so um, unaffected by their surroundings. Like my, my daughter doesn't give a hoot who's around 
if she wants, like she was walking around Ptarmigan today, putting this baby under her shirt, going to everybody, <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> Stu shows up and she goes, Daddy, tell Uncle Stu, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and like, just that, like, she's just exploring this environment, this idea, whatever it is, whether it's pretending to be pregnant or she's playing with a stuffed animal or whatever. She just plays with, with without any abandon and without any sort of self-consciousness. And I watch her play like that, and it makes me want to make music like that. And it makes me want to p- approach music with the same curiosity that she approaches her own play. And, you know, I think about, like, makes me think of why, why kids play. Kids, like, they role play becoming adults. They role, you know, it's why kids like to play house. It's like what you, why they like to play with figurines and pretend to do the job that maybe they might do one day. They, they're sort of, like, forming these... Um, these concepts, I guess, uh, for lack of a, you know, also I'm not a psychologist, so maybe I'm completely talking on my arse, but um, <laughs> it just makes me want to approach music with the same curiosity and kind of going, going into as much of it with that sense of like, what if, what if I do this? What if I listen differently to my bandmates? Will it, will it change how I, will it change the output? Or more importantly, is it going to change our experience together? And I think that that's like, that's my biggest takeaway from parenthood and making art is like, especially because we, we were trying to travel a lot less. And so the, um, uh, because there's less shows and there's less touring and there's less, it, it's like these, it's becoming more concentrated. So the, 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 the actual shows that we're playing are more important to me mm-hmm. as an artist and as a bandmate and as a brother and whatever. So I, I just, I just want to create this, I want to go for it in ways that I haven't, because there's always like, ah, we'll, we'll play 200 more shows this year. So if I don't absolutely give her tonight, then that's okay. There's tomorrow. Well, there's, there's a little more like, no, no, I want to make tonight really special. Whether if the crowd sucks or the PA sucks or the room sucks or we're tired or we're hungry or whatever, I just want to make this moment special because I think, I don't know, I could keep yammering on on this topic, but... Those those are my takeaways. You know, it's it's uh, it's a little bit more. It's it's a little bit less about the output, and it's a little more about the experience, and that's kind of what I watch. What I've learned from watching my daughter play, is she's there. She's not like, oh man, I'm gonna play so hard with these dolls, and one day I'm gonna be a sick mom. You know, yeah. she's just like she's in it. She's in it for the sake of being in it because it's fun. You know, she loves the the bear slide here because it's super because fun. It's, because it's fun. And she comes down to the bottom of the slide and she's like, can I slide again, bear? And I have to go, you sure can. Okay, <laughs> I'm going up the stage. You know, it's just, it's awesome. And I just want to make music like that. That's awesome. Dave? Mm, yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the same. A lot, I think, inspired in a lot of the same ways. Parenthood. Fritz, Joe, I, sorry, I don't know this. Do you have kids? I do not. You don't have kids. Lots of lots of nephews and nieces. Lots and of nephews. Cousins, you yeah. are you are a safe adult for a, a whole pile of little. little I'd like kids. to think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is in a super important role. We can't all be cool uncles. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yep. somebody's got to do it, and I'm glad you're out there. So, okay, well, you got you got a bunch of little people in your life. Either way, um, you know, parenthood, children, I they just change you so profoundly. It's impossible. Like I cannot relate to the person that I was before my kid showed up. And I knew that it was going to be life changing and it was going to shift the way I think. And I just was not prepared, nor I think no, no 
first or, or no new parent is prepared for the experience of meeting and, and raising your kid is it just changes you so much. And I think because it's changed me so much, of course I play differently. Of course I approach everything differently. Everything means something different. And um, like Joe said, you know, your, your priorities shift. So you really do like just the time commitment to, to be a, uh, an engaged and present parent is so intense and you just stuff falls to the wayside. So the things that you do continue with that you really stick to, they do start to feel really precious and important and music for sure. And um, I feel like collectively as a band, this, this shift that we've sort of, and we've been, ex we've been toying and explain and, and exper Oh my God. Toying and experimenting. I'm so tired. Also, that's another thing about being a parent. <laughs> just, you just don't sleep as much. Um, but I'm toying and experimenting. We are as a group with this idea of, of being more authentic and present on stage. And I don't know that we've stopped to actually use those words, but that we've been talking about it here. So it feels appropriate. That's really what it is, is like we're getting up there trying to make music freely um, with, with, um, with, without expectation, but just with a ton of attention and focus and presence. And that's it. It's just like you show up, we get up on stage and we kind of look at each other. We're like, I love you so much. Let's make music together tonight. And let's just, see what happens. And when you bring that, that, um, that energy to the stage, great things inevitably happen musically. We have these little moments that, that we, that we land into or develop or, um, or we go for things and you don't, and the excitement too, is that you don't always nail it. You know, you can feel an idea start to build or like a direction and it, it'll come to this fever pitch and you're like swing and Sometimes it's a home run and sometimes you miss and that's just as exciting, you know, but you're all there for it collectively and you're all going for it. And, and when you do connect, it's like these really special moments and you walk off the stage, you're like, yeah, we did it. We did it. We were there. We were present on stage and we did the thing that we do. We gave our gift to the people that were there to receive it and, and experience it with us. And so I think it's, it, and I can't say this just the children. It's like, it's having kids. It's, it's trying to be good parents. It's trying to be better people because of that. It's being surrounded by guys in our band and our crew that are so incredibly inspiring and such, um, such emotionally accountable, strong, uh, beautiful men, you know, in our, in our little world, we were four when we travel and Stu's our manager sitting over here in the corner. But, um, these guys have been, so incredible to travel with because they've been so gentle and patient and emotionally accountable. And we've learned to like communicate with each other in this new way. And that just that you bring that to the stage too. So it's just, it's been this really wonderful, um, wide expansive experience of touring and playing in this band over the last whatever year and a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's culminated in like, and I don't want to say it's just kids. I think that's definitely change things for sure but it's just like it's just a period of growth and yeah and um i Sounds think we're playing the best music we've ever played we're, we are playing for sure the best that i've experienced and I, I think this is the proudest i've ever been of what we've done on stage and i've been very proud of the things that we've done before sure, yeah. yeah i was also just gonna add like thousands and thousands of hours of therapy also <laughs> Yeah, that helps. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. No, abs absolutely. And and that that's something that I I also um just an observation that I've I've seen more and more is that people are are talking about that yeah, I go to therapy. And For sure. And and the the 
it, slowly but surely, it seems that bit by bit, that stigma is starting to detach itself from from things like that and people op- openly talking. Like the, I was in Winnipeg last summer, and I was down at Blue Note Park, and just I was waiting in line for a drink, and the people behind me were having a conversation, and they were just like, just openly just talking about their therapy and you know how are you liking oh it's great did, 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 did. Yeah. like 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 they're talking about the weather yeah. and yeah. and i think that is just and it was it was beautiful it was yeah. just that that we're that we're starting to we're starting to get to that point there's obviously way way more work to do but but Always, but yeah. it's it was really good to hear yeah for sure uh, the first time i went to a therapist i was i went to i went to see a counselor and i was in my early 20s and i was in crisis and i was like i need help because I'm, I feel like I'm completely out of control and I feel as though I'm in crisis. And then I kind of went for a handful of sessions and was like, okay, all better. Great. I'm good. Don't need to do this anymore. And it wasn't until, uh, 2019 when the idea of like, you know, again, I started to go see a therapist because I felt I was starting to feel myself creep towards that, that feeling of crisis. And as I started, you know, I started to develop a relationship and thankfully I have a wonderful therapist that I, that I, I, I really have a, have, I just feel very comfortable and safe with, but it's like, oh no, this is a part of my, this is not, it's not just a part of my mental health routine. It's a part of my health routine, you know, like I need to see, I need to see this person once every four to six weeks for maintenance. You know, it's important for me to do that as maintenance and, you know, I also got a, a GP for the first time this year. Like I've been without a doctor since I was like 17. So I'm like, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to the therapist. I'm taking care of myself. It's all a part of, I think, just the greater health that I certainly, as as a musician, I think it's pretty common for us to neglect these things. But it's like, it, that's that's kind of how I, th- I view therapy is like, it's important to go to the dentist. It's important to go to your GP and get checkups. And it's important to, you know, make sure that you're, that your your head is okay, and for me, it's 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 anxiety, which then sort of turns into depression. So I need to keep my anxiety in check and keep maintaining and developing new tools to help me handle my anxiety, so that I can stay ahead of the the depression byproduct of that. So that that to me is like I like I, I like talking about that because if I heard people that I admired talking about that instead of just guitar pedals and amps. I probably would have started doing that earlier, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think it's cool that people are talking about it. I love it. Yeah. I love that we're having this conversation now. Folks, we're the Brothers Lander from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Your cousins to the south. Um, man, I, uh, this place has had a, a very, very real and profound impact on us over the last few days. Um, most notably, yesterday, we had a chance to go and do a walk with uh, Florence Hamilton, your, uh, I mean, I believe she's a knowledge keeper in the community, and uh, she shared a bunch of really just incredible stories and uh, history of the place, especially about the relocation of the Diné people here. And it was extremely heavy and extremely wonderful and a real privilege to be able to listen to her and learn from her, and we were extremely grateful for that opportunity um, and wanted to encourage anybody who hasn't been to sign up and uh, take advantage of this incredible person in your community who is so willing to share and offer up some of those insights. Um, here at the Bros Landreth, uh, 
we really believe that music is medicine. Um, but I think what I've learned this weekend especially, or what I've been reminded of this weekend especially, is that land is medicine, community is medicine. Um, there, there are all these different things that we can go to uh, to help make ourselves feel whole and heal and, and um, sort of face and understand some of that pain. So I just want to encourage you to do as much of that as you can because we're out here doing that and it has uh, given us a whole lot of life. So thank you so, so much. I'll be reaching out for nothing in the middle of the night Trying out punchlines that don't land right And who'd I miss, would I hold tight Who would I shine the sun in the morning light What in the world would I do What in the world would I do without you? Who in the world would the birds sing to? Who be the eye in my love you? Make all of my dreams come true Who forgive what I can undo What in the world would I do without you I'd be driving at night Though lights on Trying to find my way home What in the world would I do without you Slow song would I spin around? Who'd be the home in my hometown? And if I get too high, who would take off my crown? When I'm up on a ledge, who would talk me down? In the world, what would I do without you? What in the world would I do without you? I'll be driving at night with the lights on Out in the dark, too far gone Trying to find my way back home to you What in the world would I do without you? What in the world would I do without you?
Like, Thank you so much. Um, my son, Finn, is here. Also, my, my family. We mentioned that. Kids are here. The family's here. It's really special. Um, and before we started the concert, Finn said, Dad, when you sing this song, can you look at me? So I'm going to look at you, buddy. And I'm going to dedicate this song to you because I know how much you love it. And it's a really, really sad, super, super sad song. So I just want you to know that I'm dedicating it to you in the spirit that I care about you so much and you're so important. Not that I think this song has anything to do with you. <laughs> so when you're listening to the lyrics, don't wonder what's wrong with our family. It's just, it's his favorite song on the record because dad sings it. So this one's for you, Finn. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. You're such an amazing little human being. I'm so glad you're here with us this weekend. Time was I didn't think about it And these days it's the only thing on my mind I wouldn't be here without you And it breaks my heart to leave you behind When objects they appear Bigger in your rearview mirror Your heavy foot finds a gas Sure as a rising sun You won't outrun them You best move over, let them pass Shame, shame, shame No wicked one Thunder, damn right, right came before the fall. Pulling at the seams of half-hearted dreams, unravel till there's nothing left at all. Oh, your head's ringing like a bell, and it hurts like hell. You strung out alone. You can fool the rest, but if I had to guess, part of you is still waiting there alone. Shame, 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 it's a crying shame when I hear your name. Shame, shame, shame. Quiet in an empty chair 
everybody brothers you guys i guess the the assumption is that you guys have been playing together since uh since you can remember um is that the case when did you folks start playing music when did you start playing with each other was there ever a time that you played separately did your own things yeah um you know we did a fair amount of playing coming up uh because my dad was instrumental in sort of putting together his uh family band with his kids backing him up. Mm -hmm. So he uh, definitely roped us into playing in his, that was sort of the first gig, I think Um, various iterations of, of, I think, what do we call it? Soccer mom, hockey mom, hockey mom for a while. Hockey mom, team Landreth, team Landreth. We've had a couple of different monikers, but basically playing my dad's songs. And that was where, I mean, that's, that was our first sort of band experience. Um, And we did that. Joe, I mean, Joe was always really serious about music right from, he he came out strumming a guitar, singing, playing, and uh, I got into it because I wanted to spend. I saw the I saw him playing with my old man, and I was like, hey, I would love some of that attention, so I'll play an instrument. <laughs> and I didn't really take it that seriously, and I I sort of dabbled with a bunch of different things through high school, but I was mostly into skateboarding and getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was uh, about nineteen or twenty, and I was feeling kind of lost and. Um, and I was watching Joe and I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. And I have an instrument that I can play. And so I was like, maybe I'll just try being a musician and see what happens. And uh, then fast forward a couple of years and I started playing bass as a side man. Cause we grew up watching my dad play for other musicians. And we came up in a scene in Winnipeg where we, it was a time and a scene in Winnipeg where all the players were really into being players. We all wanted to be session heroes. Right. And we looked to the local session guys as kind of our, they were our big inspirations, our guitar heroes and bass heroes. And, um, and we fashioned ourselves after like, you know, that scene of like recording musicians, touring musicians. So we weren't really focused on writing our own music or being our own band or anything. We just really wanted to get cool gigs and we wanted to be like versatile and, and musicianship was really important. So I went off and did that and I started touring in other bands and Joey went off and did that and he started touring in bands and we toured in different circuits so we we kind of came up spending tons of time. And outside of music, we were just, Joey and I have always been really close ever since we were kind of like, you know, adolescent to teenagers. That's when we got, became best friends. And mm-hmm. we were all the way in until we started touring. And then we were off and we didn't see each other anymore because we were, our schedules didn't line up and we just kind of crossed paths occasionally. And so the band came from, or the, the band was born out of the idea that if we had a project together musically, we'd find more time you know, we prioritize it a bit. And so it was never meant to be something that was going to be our soul, our everything, our baby, you know, it was just like, Hey, let's do this. And that'll be a great excuse to hang out with each other more. And then it just kind of took off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can, can concur. Yeah. Yep. That is the history of the band. That's a, I like it. Um, so in working together, can, can you tell me about ways 
that you work great together and also how you've overcome maybe like if there's been any challenges, you know, uh, working together? Yeah, I mean, we're certainly not the Gallaghers, um, so... <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen anybody throw a punch yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, you may see a soccer ball hucked at a head <laughs> every now and then just to sort of let off some steam. I caught one in the noggin at the curling rink today. Did I hit you in the head? I thought I hit you in the leg. Yeah, I, got, I, I, I threw it pretty hard. <laughs> I did. I threw it harder than I meant to, but, you know, you got to commit, so... And I'm the little brother, so... Gotta always got what did coach always say follow through follow through always that's right follow through yeah always just um let your emotions get the best of you and and hurt the people you love uh, <laughs> so that's what coach always said <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, coach always said take it out on your brother they sure don't make them like that anymore <laughs> no they don't uh, they Thank just want to sit around talking about their feelings or whatever um yeah i mean we we work really well together uh i think yeah, we just have a tremendous love and respect for one another, and um, we have a. I think we we because we come from the same place, so we have a lot of shared experiences, and I think the the in in the times when we do struggle, our our sort of greatest asset is that you know we um, prioritize communication, and um, yeah, it's not always pretty, and it's uh, sometimes it takes a couple tries, but. I think at the end of the day, um, this is the place that I want to be as an artist. You know, I spent, I spent a handful of years doing my own thing. Dave, you know, Dave took a break from being on the road and put some, put some hard work into, into himself. And I sort of kept things trucking along and I had a blast. I learned a lot. Uh, you know, the independence was tremendous and terrifying and a very valuable learning experience. But at the end of the day, like, I was never hoping to be, you know, sting to the police. Like, this is this is sort of where I want to land and where I see myself um, forever. And I mean, like, I, I do enjoy going off and playing shows by myself. It's a fun thing to do. But it's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't have the same meaning. So there's, that. that's kind of what uh, I think for me, um, what fuels will feel sort of any conflict that we might come up to it's it comes down to like nothing nothing is insurmountable because this is too important and yeah. uh um and it's like it man I've done some cool stuff on my own but it's like there's that that age old thing like you finish the night and you know I I've been very fortunate in my solo stuff I always people who were playing in my band were always people that I are I'm very close with but it's not the same, you know. A, a win as a solo artist is not the same as a win when you're when you're in a, a partnership. The so way we you, are. Would you say that's just like playing with your brother is like your default? Like that's. Uh, I don't know. I would say it's a, it's a default. It I think it it the reality is is it requires more work. Yeah. Being a solo artist is less work. It's I I don't have to. I don't, we don't, I don't have anybody that I need to bounce ideas off of. I can go, this is what we're doing. That's what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, people who play in my band, it's like, we could love each other all we want, but at the end of the day, you work for me. <laughs> so, so, so don't, don't play that note, you know, <laughs> yeah. whereas this is a partnership and sometimes it's like, Hey, don't do that. And Dave goes like, well, I, I want really to do, wanna do it. I really want to do that. And so I'm going I, to do it. I am certainly, it's a work in progress. Uh, but you know, I think if there's, 
if there's a, I mean, a weakness for me is sharing the space creatively. And so, and it's not, it's not because I always think that my way is the best. It's just, that's, I'm, I'm comfortable when I'm so you're comfortable what creative. you're doing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those are things that we, we work through. But at the end of the day, when you, when you have a win and, and especially if I go, no, I want to do it this way. And Dave goes, no, 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 this is going to be better. And we go out and, and we nail it and you go, eh, you were right. Damn it. <laughs> you know, but that, but that always, it, it's always better. It's always better. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yeah. I'm bad for this. I'm no, like a pee- I, I I'm the Pee Wee Herman doll. You pull the string <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> that was yeah. a unique toy that we had in our household that maybe not everybody can relate to. But yeah, that's an interesting thing. And in doing a lot of these conversations and podcasts and media stuff and you, you wind up interesting threads come out. And that's one that's come up recently. And I realized like it's kind of special about what we do. We have a lot of friends who are solo artists and there is an inherent loneliness to being at the front of the stage that I don't think we talk about enough. And, and, you know, because, oh, boo-hoo, sorry, you're the star. But the reality is, is it's very isolating. Yeah, relax, Jim Cuddy. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is. And there is a divide um, that you feel, especially any, anybody we know that's had any kind of success. The, the more successful you are, the bigger the gulf is between... Um, the people that maybe you came up feeling very on the level with because you're just out there duking it out and you're sharing beds in a hotel room and you're driving through the night in a shitty old van. and um, But that, that distance grows as somebody's up at the front of the stage and their experience is different and they're making more money and suddenly the band is kind of the band and the crew is the crew. And, and, and they're, anyways, it just leaves a lot of people at the front of the stage feeling kind of lonesome. And that is something that is not lost on me is like, I don't feel that because Joy and I do this together and we get to commiserate about the good and the bad together. We share those moments and that's, um, and, and I can't relate. I don't know what that's like to be alone at the front stage. I've always had Joe. Let me tell you, man, it's awful. It's It's so horrible. Staring at the backside of me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I used to play with this artist named Deborah Lynn and she's amazing. She taught me a lot of my first musical lessons and she always, she always used to say, just watch this ass and try and keep up. <laughs> it was like, that sounds a lot like her. Yes, it does. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah so there's, uh, so, so you folks are in Churchill here. Uh, there's some land-based programs here, and there's uh, one for men, one for women. We'll, uh, we'll, chat with, uh, we'll chat with Jason a little bit more about that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, the programs are based on the value of a reciprocity. I love that word. Mm. Um, so what are some values that you have and that you, that you try to, that you tr- like your core values that you maybe consciously or subconsciously just live day by day with? Is there anything that you can kind of single out? I think if you'd asked me this question three, six months ago, I probably would not have had an answer. Um, but what it is for me now is authenticity for myself. And, um, so my, my sort of, my value system, I think is, has has kind of changed at least in terms of what, what I sort of prioritize. Um, and I, I've kind of come to realize that if I prioritize my own sort of well being first, then I, 
I actually stand to have a stronger impact on the people around me and the things around me if if I am checking in with myself and making sure that I'm feeling safe. Um, and so, and it's not, you know, it might sound sort of inherently selfish, but it's, it's certainly not like a me first and then everybody else, but it's, am I okay? Am I operating from a place that, is, that I can sustain? And then moving forward from there. Um, and, uh, and I think uh, extending, I think it, I've spent a lot of time valuing generosity because it's the only way that I can, uh, that I feel like I'm, a, I'm lovable as a person is like if I give, give, give. But what I'm realizing is if I take a little, slice off a little chunk of that generosity and give it back to myself, then I actually have more room to give. I bet it feels um, good too. It does. It does. It's a it's a work in progress. It's definitely a work in progress. Uh, yeah, we're coming we're coming to a close on our program tonight this evening, uh, folks. Thank you so much for having us in this beautiful place, and I hope this is not the last time we play for you. Hi, Joni. I'll try your lollipop after. Two more songs. Yeah. All right. Here's a song that I wish we wrote.
give me something that I understand. You gave me love and in the palm of my hand. And I can't tell you how I feel. My heart's just like a wheel. Let me roll Thank you. Bye. Nothing like sugar-free watermelon sucker before your last tune. Uh, this is going to be our last song. Thanks so much, everybody, for coming down. Uh, uh, just want to say thank you to Jason and Teresa and everybody else. So I, I don't want to go through all the names because I'll leave some out, but uh, wow, what a... Unbelievable experience has been to be here, and I can't wait to come back. And uh, yeah, thanks. So we're the Brothers Landers from Winnipeg, Manitoba. This is uh, the the last song off my favorite Rai Kuda record, and it features the original version features the amazing singing of uh, Terry Evans and uh, Bobby King. So we're trying to uh, we're trying to channel those guys right now. I've been trying so
That concludes part two of our Brothers Landreth Live in Churchill special. We've got the final song, plus we'll wind down our conversation with Joey and Dave Landreth next week. The time crunch has got us by the you-know-whats again, so we'll just have to leave this one on a cliffhanger. We heard some great music from them this week, though, including a really killer version of Let Me Roll It. As they say, the song they wish they wrote. So good. We heard an order tonight or this afternoon, depending on where you're listening. Got to be you. What in the world? Shame. Let me roll it, and I can't win. They kick off their U.S. tour in a few weeks at the Crossroads Guitar Festival in Los Angeles, California. Also performing that weekend, Ben Haggard, Cheryl Crow, Los Lobos, Stephen Stills, Buddy Guy, John Mayer, Ariel Posen, and Eric Clapton, among others. Maybe they'll put in a good word for the good folks here in Churchill as a pretty great place to play some live music. Hey, if anyone can do it, the Brothers Landreth can. The How Do You Do Review is produced for and by CKUW 95.9 FM at the University of Winnipeg. The show was recorded this week in Churchill, Manitoba. The show is also lovingly shared with our great friends in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador on CHMR 93.5 FM at Memorial University and in Windsor, Ontario and Detroit, Michigan on CJAM 99.1 FM from the University of Windsor. You can find us online. Our website is howdoyoudoreview.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook and the Twitter also. And you can also subscribe to the podcast if you happen to miss an episode. You can find us there on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. And hey, don't forget that CKUW is opening up their doors to you, the listener. On Sunday, September 24th, you can make radio with us live on the air. Prepare a show on a topic or issue that you care about or 
If you have some recordings that you want to share with the community and the world, we'd love to see you down there. Head to ckuw.ca to find out more and sign up if you're interested. And let me tell you, making radio is a buttload of fun, even if you're nervous as all hell. Almost 20 years I've been volunteering at CKUW and I can still get a little clammy in front of the microphone, but there's nothing like sending your voice literally, literally through the airwaves. And through the magic of the internet, your voice can be heard around the world. So why not? And even if you just want to tour the studios and check out our gigantic record collection, you could do that too. Head to the website, ckuw.ca, or give the station a call. Our station manager, Rob, or program director, Scott, will be on the other end of the line most likely, and they're two of the best people I know. 204-786-9782 is the number once again. Grab that pen. 204-786-9782. Or just go to ckuw.ca. If you're in Winnipeg, Hip Hop 50 is next. And if you're in St. John's, the Blind Lemon Blues with Terry Parsons is on deck. And if you're in Windsor, Detroit, stay tuned for the Metalcore Hour with Joven. Campus Community Radio, you can't lose. All the best. We'll see you next week and happy September. It's Patrick. He's listening to CKUW. Good for you, son. At my age, it's probably too late to listen to that station. Dad, the Millers are older than you, and they're listening to CKUW. Really? Well, it would be nice to listen to great music and local programming not heard anywhere else. Let me take the number down. CKUW. 
95.9 FM in Winnipeg. CKUW 95.9 FM. No medical required. (laughs) 